0: Say it with me again. No weapons that form against me. Learn how to personalize what God has said. Don't be a distance from God's word. No weapons that form against me. And if I was you, you put your name there. No weapons that form against me. My children, my family. My wife, my husband, my parents, my siblings, will prosper. No weapons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm deeply excited. I'm happy to see you. If you know how happy I am. I am so happy. Because we have begun our 15 days of prayer and fasting. And I I am happy to see that you are here. So that you will not say that, Pastor, I did not know that we were praying and fasting. But because you are here, you hear the good news. That we are praying and fasting. Tell neighbor, neighbor, the good news is that we are praying and fasting. Hey, give somebody a high five. It's going to be 15 days of good, 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 good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll need a reader today because I want to just stand here and just minister briefly. So if you can prepare yourself, Amen. amen. Last year, I took the time because we are young church. I took the time to explain and I went through four weeks of speaking about what fasting is. Do you all remember those who were here? New members, that old members will teach you. There are four weeks of teachings of fasting and prayer, because it's necessary. And I want to just do some few justice, and I want us to read some few quotations really quickly. Let's read the book of Gospel of Matthew chapter sixteen or chapter six, verses sixteen to eighteen.
1: For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father
0: who sees in secret will reward you openly. All right. Now, I gave some few definitions last year concerning the. thing called fasting. And one of my very favorite ministers that the, Lord, that the Lord has called into his glory, Miles Moreau, said, fasting is a conscious, intentional decision to abstain from a time from the pleasure of eating in order to gain spiritual benefit. Fasting is a, it's a, it's a conscious, intentional decision to abstain for a time for the pleasure of eating in order to gain spiritual benefit. Amen. Another great man of God, back in the days, in the 1800s, Andrew Mary, said, Fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporal. Fasting helps express, deepen, confirm the resolution that, are ready to sacrifice anything. Simply meaning, fasting gives you the ability for you to be ready to be a living sacrifice. And then this is the definition from Kwame Watson. <laughs> fasting is a time the believer consciously devotes to separate itself from the pleasures or the measures of self-gratification in order to be built up spiritual capacity in faith. Amen? Amen. Are you getting something here? I'll repeat it. It's a time a believer consciously devotes to separate itself from the measures of self-gratification. Things that Get you all excited in your own personal way things that you just enjoy to do just for the sake of it such as even television such as even the things that the flesh so in the time of fasting that is not a time that you spend all your time talking to your homies in the time of fasting you see we don't consciously as as people of god even though we are christians We don't consciously just wake up and say, we are going to pick the Bible up and read the Bible. It requires a self disciplined mindset. You get it? So in your time of fasting, this gives you the ability that the face of the Lord becomes your priority. So when you engage in the place of fasting, you realize that gradually that lifestyle that is in your fasting becomes your lifestyle outside of when you're not even fasting. Can I get a church here? I'm getting somewhere with you. So, when we fast, what happens? The Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verses 16. Can we please make sure we have it up? It says, moreover, when ye fast... When you what, ye fast. Do not ask the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Right? But though, when thou fast, anoint the head. And face and watch your face that thou appear unto men n- n- thou appear not unto man to fast, but unto thy father, which is in what secret. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then I'm gonna get there. It says, and the father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly when you decide to fast, means that fasting requires a choice. You can choose to fast or choose not to fast. But that is how your your mere mindset will interpret this. But what God is saying here is not a choice to fast or not to fast. Because God has said it, it is an expectation of the life of a Christian to fast. But what God is saying in the word here, that when you fast, this is the kind of understanding that needs to go with the fasting. Not an understanding that you want everybody to know that, yes, you are fasting. But an understanding that this thing is something that is dealt in the secret of your heart. Fasting and the work of fasting has to work has to within you. It is not about the outward appearance that determines who has fasted and who has not fasted. But fasting has to work in you. You get it? Why? Because it says that at the end of the day, your father who what sees which is in secret and thy father which sees in secret shall what? Can I get a church here? Means that there is a reward In fasting. There is a reward in what? Fasting. But not just any ordinary reward. It is an open reward. Meaning that it cannot be confined. It cannot be limited. Meaning that as you fast, because fasting works in the secret of you, when God, after your fasting, God will reward you Openly, say openly, yeah. so openly. openly. Yeah, yeah. You got to see that there needs to be a difference. There, yeah. because you are all carriers of a great reward. God is at work to reward you, if you are willing to make the decision to fast not for your own self-interest, but according to what God expects of us. When it comes to fasting. So, neighbor, there is, a there is a reward. So, last week, last year, I spoke about the four C's of fasting. I'm going, I'm going to go through it very quickly. The first one is that there is, it brings you to understand that there is a cost to be a child of God. There is a what? A cost to be a child of God. One of the things that we always fail to realize is that there is a cost. To be a child of God. And the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 to 26. The Bible says Jesus Christ said that whoever wants to follow me has to be willing to uh, carry what? The cross. So there is a cost. To be a child of God. Amen. Yeah. But you see. You need the place of fasting to be able to understand how to carry the cross. Why do I say that? See, when you fast, what happens? You become hungry. Oh, can you say amen here? Yeah, you become hungry. But then, when you fast, because you are no longer able to gratify your, your flesh by the food that you eat that brings you satisfaction, you now move from depending on that food for the satisfaction to now the Spirit of God for satisfaction. Amen. My God, I wish I had a church here. Amen. So that it helps you to understand that it is not your, your a cross that you can carry by yourself. By myself. But in this journey of your life as a Christian, you get to carry a cross. Amen. But as you are carrying this cross, know that it takes Jesus Christ to carry this cross. Amen. There is a cost. He said "You never leave you or forsake you. Now let me preach this to this side. The second point, and there's other scriptures. Isaiah 8 verses 6 to 7 and verses 8 to 9. When you get a chance, read it. And also the book of Esther chapter 4 verses 16. The Bible says that when when they had tried to plot to kill the Jews, Esther decided to go on a fast with his entire servants to wait upon God for the sake of the people of Israel. We need to be Willing to exercise or go in a place of fasting for the sake of those who are still not saved. The people that are not saved in your family, can you fast for them? The people that are not saved in in, in, in your white place, can you fast for them? You see, God did not give us light for us to be kept under something else. He gave us light so that light can be evident in the place of darkness. Hallelujah. I wish I had so witness hard desires here. People who want to see people's life being changed. Yes. Let me continue. Point two. They cultivate a life that is spiritually available. Exodus 34, verses 28. Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and that is where he received the Ten Commandments. We need to make ourselves available. And it takes the place of fasting. Because when you fast and you know that you have to abstain from the TV and the phone calls and the WhatsApp and the internet and all that social media. I ain't saying much. I mean, I'm not preaching to anyone. I'm just preaching to God. I'm preaching to God's people. If If you are fasting, then you don't have the time for all those social media. So then, you become more spiritually available. Amen. I wish you will have a desire that God will interrupt your sleep. May God wake you up in the midst of your night, and when He wakes you up, get up. Uh, you, may, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm speaking something to you here. You see, you are going to get it very soon because I'm getting there. The third point is that fasting, what it does for us is that it sets us apart, or we become consecrated for God. Jesus Christ, before he started his ministry, fasted. In the book of Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 2, when you get a chance, read it. Also, likewise, prior to picking the apostles, Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 16, the Bible says he spent all night in prayer. Acts chapter 14, verses 23. Acts chapter 14 verse 23, those who are taking notes. The Bible says that before Paul and Barnabas picked elders in the church, what did they do? They fasted and prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. Say there is, there is a reward in my fasting. In my fasting. The last four points I, I talked the last four C is that it also, fasting makes, brings you to the place of closeness to your Savior. You become closer to Jesus Christ. John chapter 2 verses 12. It says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Matthew chapter 6 verses 33. This is where I want to end here and speak briefly on this and digest this a little bit. It says, Can we go to Matthew chapter 6? Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be what? Oh, is this for you or this is for somebody else? If this is for you, 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 if I was you, I'll read it loudly. But seek ye. It is my prayer that in the year 2020, as the year of true worship You will be, you will make this your priority to seek closely to Jesus Christ. Now, you see, we have read this scripture multiple times. But I want to take the next few minutes to expand on this scripture as you are waiting upon God. Say amen to that. It says, but seek ye first. There was a but. Mean that whatever that was said before. Hear me. Has no benefit for you. But. Now. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. So when God says. Seek ye first. How do we understand that? Seek this very thing. First. Means that whatever God is instructing us to seek. Seek. It overshadows everything else that you need in life. Oh, can I get the church here? Seek something first. You see, I wrote some few things here and I wanted to go to Daniel chapter 1 and really show you how the life of Daniel in a sense of human form really relates to how this scripture fits in. But I don't think we may have the time. You know what? Let's just go there. Daniel chapter 1, verses verses 8. Yes.
1: Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of
0: the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Amen. Okay. Keep that scripture open. So in this book we come to realize that the people of Israel have been taken into captivity. And the king has selected some people, some young men, For his own pleasure. That he wanted to cultivate their entire being and change their entire identity to form his own identity. And the Bible makes us understand that he even gave them a different name. Now, he did not just give them a different name, but he changed the food that they had to eat. Why? Because whatever you put in you will determine what you become. Can I preach to your church here? Whatever you put in you will determine what you become. If you put goodness in you, you'll become good. If you put unforgiveness in you, you become unforgiveness. You get my point? So the king, in order to change them, had to change even to the point of what they will eat. Amen? Amen. But the Bible says that Daniel, in this very particular place, said that Daniel purposed in in his heart mean that Daniel had his mind made up. You see, to, be, to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, the seeking first, you need to have a different mindset. Can I preach your church here? What mindset do you have when it comes to the face of God? Seek He first. There has to be a change of mind. A mind that is purpose for what God has called him or her to do. Amen? Amen. Tell you, it requires a made up mind. mind. The second thing about seeking first is that if you have to seek something first, then you have to put that thing at a higher value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't value what you have, then you will not seek it first. If you don't value the word of God concerning your life, then that is not what you are going to pick up first when you are in trouble. Can I teach that here? Look at when you are in trouble, what are the first things you do? Those are the things you value. Those are the things you put your trust in. But if you value God by his word, then you will what? Pick it up. First, can I get an amen here? Amen. If you can value God by his word. Secondly, when the Bible says seek ye first, it means that it is changing your place of position. What are you seeking first? The kingdom of God, which is the dominion, the dominion or the, 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 the very abode of God. Seek my presence first. And not just my presence, but what? My righteousness. So then what is righteousness that God wants us to seek? I hope you're all taking notes because I'm really trying to teach this here. There are three components about God's righteousness. The righteousness of God reveals his nature. Two, the righteousness of God reveals his works. Three, the righteousness of God reveals the gift of you being rightly standing before God. Which is your position in God. The righteousness of God is what? His nature. Two, is what? His works. And three, is what? Your gift, what, the gift that he has given to you, that you are in the right position in his presence. So when when the Bible says if we have to break it down into, into simple terms, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. What we can say is this: make up your mind and place value on the things of God and stand on your ground and the works and the gift of God. And everything else shall be added unto you. Can I repeat that again? I want you to put in your own terms. Make up your mind. Place value on the things that you know of God. And stand firm in that very place. Make up your mind. Place value. The challenge that we see in Christendom... Is that most of the time, we don't put any value on the face of God. Because if you put value on the face of God, you desire to do the face of God. I wish I had a church here. You see, some of us, we put value on our income. We put value on our resources. But that is what the scripture say: Don't put value on these things. Because these things will pass away. These things have limitation, But put value on the nature of God. On the domain of God. So why is God saying that? One, because the nature of God is what defines you in the midst of your challenge. Why? Because when you are carrying the nature of God, that is why you can say no weapons that fastens against me will prosper. Huh. Am I am I saying something here? Yes. Go to Second Peter, chapter one, verses eleven to one to eleven. Now, Carol, I want you to read it quickly for me. The nature of God. Verses one to eleven.
1: Those who have obtained like precious faith with us by preciousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be
0: partakers of the divine You will be what? Partakers. When the Bible says you'll be partakers, it means that you'll become part of a certain nature. God wants you to seek his righteousness because he wants you to put on his nature. And keep going. When you carry the nature of God, you are able to escape the corruption. I wish I had amen here. Of the world. Keep going.
1: Virtue, knowledge to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. My God.
0: If this nature is on you, you will never never lack of nothing from God. So it goes back to Matthew chapter six. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness. So Apostle Peter was validating this scripture to us. Because everything else will be what? Added unto you. Because if you have these things in increasing measure. You shall not become barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus. Can I get a church here? If you have the nature of Jesus on you. If you carry the nature of Jesus of you, on you, then you'll not walk around as if you don't know where your life is going. Mm. You'll not walk around as if you don't know who you are as a child of God. Because you carry the nature of Jesus. Keep going. For he who lacks these things, the short sighted. He who likes it is what? Short and then, 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 then I like this part too. Mm. Go. if you lack the nature of Jesus, you walk blind. Let me just teach the word here. You are a Christian, but because you say you are a Christian, but because you are blind, you don't even know what you have accessible to you. But if you carry the nature of Jesus, then you are not blind. You're able to see from afar. You do things that nobody understands why you do it, but you do it because God is working in you. If you have the nature of Jesus in you, you love even when you don't want to love. you show compassion even when you don't want to show compassion. Because the nature of divine nature is what is working through you. You are kind even when your old self was not kind. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I? Can I? I know time is gone, but I got to teach this because we need to learn how to carry the nature of Jesus. Amen. How can we say that we have been born again, but yet we refuse to carry the nature of our kin? The reason why we are more than conquerors is because we carry the nature of Jesus. The reason why I I am the first, not the last, because I carry the nature of Jesus. There is a nature that is upon me that gives me the ability that sometimes nobody else will show kindness to this young man. But someway, somehow, God, because of the nature of Jesus, uh, I show kindness. And out of that kindness, something that comes out of it is beyond my understanding. We talked about Rahab. The nature. Are you willing to see other people be okay? Or are you willing to feed yourself first? Oh, can I preach it? Look at how many people may be losing their lives. Are you willing to Really get to the very place where the nature of God that is upon you is what causes you to get to the very places that nobody wants to get to, but you do. Because you want them to be saved. The second thing, is that the righteousness of God reveals the, what, the works of God. The Bible says in the Gospel John John 14, verses 12, it says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the work I have been what doing. And they will even do greater things than these, because I am God to the Father. Whoever what believes in me will do the works I have been what doing. And the end says, "Because greater things they shall what do." But before you start to go about walking around as as a, as an on fire Christian, and you want to do greater works, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, "Have you started doing what he has called you to do?" You can't experience doing greater works until you have started doing the work that he has called you to do. I'm not saying it by myself it says whoever believes in me will do the work I have been doing. What was he doing? What he was doing is to bring the good news to the lost. Amen. What he was doing is to feed the poor. What he was doing is to show compassion to the sinner. Yes. What he was doing is to show kindness to the weak. Yes. That was what he was doing. Yes. And you see that greater works follows. Yes. My brothers and sisters, one of the other things I'm praying about this this fasting and prayer. Every one of you will, will make it a point in your prayer life. It's your place of service. We have come into a time and a dispensation that most Christians don't want to serve. They want to just be hearers of the word. Just hearing the word is not enough. But doing the work is what he has called us to do. The last thing is that righteousness also brings out the gift of our right standing in God. Meaning that we have been justified by grace. You are not just any ordinary one. But you have been justified because of the blood of Jesus. He did not remain dying, but resurrected. So in short, these are the points I want to make. Christian work requires a choice. And this choice has to be a choice to follow the divine nature of God. We also need to understand that we have to be at a place that we want to seek first. Whatever you seek first places you at the advantage of whatever it is. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I had a church. As I'm ending here, whatever you seek first places you at the advantage so if you seek the kingdom of God, then you walk in the advantage of God's kingdom. When you seek the righteousness of God, then you are always at the advantage of the nature of God. Tell your neighbor, I want to be at the advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to be at the disadvantage. But you want to be at the advantage. As we go through these 15 days of prayer and fasting, may this message minister to you. May you walk in this word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. May you rise on your feet.